Whew. I am doing another Kalari drop. I plan on doing these especially before the Kamala Harris cast starts up. And the reason why I have to do stuff like this is because even though I have the Snatch and Edges podcast, which I'm a proud hostess of, I love being a part of the Glam Tribe. Even though the Kamala cast will be upcoming after the holidays, as we said on the last Snatch and Edges podcast, I need people to understand that podcasting for me, just like writing articles, just like using Twitter to thread, is a way for me to show my humanity. And this drop is all about that. Because today, I spent most of the morning and into the afternoon defending mental health funding. Why? Because Kamala Harris came out with an extensive policy uh, plan to cover mental health issues. And like, just like when she came out with her plan to fund after-school care, there were people who went all the way off the deep end and accused her of things she did not say, and it's still going on in my mentions. So even though I wrote an article on Daily Cause or a blog on Daily Cause, I call them articles, but they're really blogs, on Daily Cause about this, I need people to hear my voice on this because I don't think people are getting this. I don't think people understand what it's like when you live with mental illness and limited resources and limited funds. And I don't think people understand what it's like to have to deal with the inhumanity that people put on you when you have a mental illness. I I like to say all the time that I feel like I got whammied in life. I'm a woman, I'm black, and I have a mental illness. And most of the time, I get looks for being a black woman. I get looks for being a heavyset black woman. But when I started to be brave and speak up with the fact that I've been living with schizophrenia now re-diagnosed as schizoaffective, which is schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. It is not easy, y'all, because going through that for the last 15 years, going from people asking me, am I going to hurt myself or my kid, bouncing from place to place, trying to keep my life together is hard. And so many people go through this and so many people don't have the fortune that I've had to find friends who are like my family, who have my back, who have gotten me through a lot of the rough of this. Because unfortunately for me, when push came to shove, when I really needed it, I couldn't and I still can't rely on the majority of my family to help me through this. Because in the black community, having a mental illness, just like a lot of things they consider outside the norm is not talked about. When my family found out in junior high school, I was about 13 going off 14, that they thought I had mental health problems. The guidance counselor, I sat in that office. I remember him saying that point blank to my mom. While I do not feel this takes away from her intellect, she is a smart student you need to consider getting help for her so that this doesn't cause detriment down the line. He was looking out for me. And my family did nothing. It was just and being eccentric, according to them. I'm fine. I, I don't need anything. They didn't want that stigma. Because of this, 
In my 20s, I stayed in denial as I had several nervous breakdowns. It took being committed. And then even then, that was a nightmare because I was married to a very abusive person back then. And he utilized the fact that I do have a severe mental illness to control the situation, including telling me that he could put me away whenever he felt like it. Because Florida, where we lived at the time, has that involuntary committal act for spouses called the Baker Act. So I understand why some people are worried about the institutionalization uh, part of Kamala's plan, but here's why it doesn't bother me, and here's why I have the right to say that it's not the big absolutist deal people are saying. Because right now I live in the state of Michigan, and I've had a whole ass host of problems in the state as it is. I have dealt with trying to get Medicaid uh, uh, support for my son who has autism. I've tried to get several different assistance programs for myself because medicine is costly. But because of the way my husband and I split and because I can't find him for child support, I've been denied a lot of stuff for myself. And it is hard. I struggle. And I don't say this for pity. I'm saying this because you need to understand the reality for especially black people who suffer from mental illness. We don't have unlimited resources. We don't even have an outlet at times, especially if we live in rural or urban areas that don't have funding for regular health care. Nevertheless, mental health care. But more institutions, more facilities, more abilities to have people be placed in hospitals, instead of focusing on the negative about that, you need to realize that right now for a lot of us, our only option is the streets or a jail cell. And the jail cell puts us in more danger than any of you can imagine, especially when we're non-lucid. Then we have to deal with the fact that law enforcement are not trained to handle us when we're not lucid. So we more than likely risk being killed by law enforcement, even more so as African Americans. So when you come across attacking Kamala's plan, just like when you attacked her plan for uh, education extension, which is just a way for low-income families to afford after-school care for their kids, get it right. That's what it was. It wasn't extending the school day and cutting parents hours is not going to help the situation. Kids need extra care. The mental health need extra facilities and ways of placement. You have never been put in a hospital, stuck in an emergency room, wandering in a daze because they don't have a bed to place you in a mental health care. So you know the indignity of that? Please stop talking on my behalf. Another thing people need to understand is I'm living a personal hell right now. I, when I was not lucid, could live in denial of having a mental illness. Knowing that I have it, even though I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to take care of it, is a double-edged sword. Because my brain is constantly telling me, well, You can't be crazy if you know you're crazy, Tim. 
You can't be crazy if you can function. I've dealt with psychiatrists who had the nerve to just, not even a few months ago, tell me that I was too smart to be schizophrenic. And thank God I went to another facility where the doctor kindly explained to me that schizophrenia and most mental disorders does not take from your intelligence. But this is the kind of bias and ignorance that I've put up with for a very long time. And like I said, it is getting harder and harder. I have had to skip doses. That's why some nights you'll see me up tweeting as late as 3 a.m. or 4 in the morning because I just can't take the medication. I don't have the money to constantly go and refill my prescriptions. I'm doing what I can to get back to where I can do that. Now that I have one less person to feed and worry about with my mother moving out, it has hopefully get, got to the point where it'll be easier for me to afford my medication. But it is a struggle, people. And so many of us go through this. And we do it alone. And that's why there's such a high suicide rate amongst the mentally ill. That's why there's such a high incarceration and homelessness rate for, for us. You need to realize that we're human beings. And we already feel like we're on the outskirts of society. We already see the way we're portrayed in TV and film. We suffer in silence because we're constantly stigmatized. And I need people who are listening to this drop to understand that having a politician who centers our needs, who makes a policy that will address the needs for better access to health care, telecommunication access, for those who have no transportation or no facilities within their area. I'm looking at you, those who live in rural areas, especially coming from the South. I need you to understand that we aren't normally seen unless there's a mass shooting or active domestic terrorism, and that has to stop. We are human beings, and we deserve to have our voices heard on a national platform. And I applaud Kamala Harris for having the decency to look at this and to express in a policy that she not only sees, but she hears us. And I get that some people want to worry that institutionalization can be abused. I know it can be abused. It was abused by somebody I put my trust in. Somebody who very coldly told me that he could put me away and there was nothing I could do about it. But it doesn't take from the fact that I needed help for my mental illness. And it would have been worse had I been put in a jail cell or put a bullet in my brain because a cop can't handle when I'm not lucid. I don't want to cry, but this makes me so emotional. And I've been on Twitter all day today defending this policy because it's the first time that I've seen anybody be this comprehensive on PTSD, on child um, need for early intervention, for help in more facilities where we can lay our heads. You realize how many mentally ill people are living on the street right now? How many don't know where their next meal is coming from? They wander around and people look at them all scared. That could have been me. 
that could still be me one bad month or a complete cutoff of my funds could have me and my son out on the street. How much more real do I have to get with people about this? This is a reality for millions of Americans. This is not a small scale problem. And we need people to see us. We need people to see our humanity. And we need people to not shame us for needing help. That is the one major factor that kept me from getting help for so long. Shame. I felt shame for something that was not my fault. I still get embarrassed talking about it. And I shouldn't be embarrassed. People with chronic illness... They're not embarrassed. People with actual visible disabilities, they don't get embarrassed. I, I mean, I don't I, I can't say that for sure. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound ableist. Please, please understand. But I mean those who speak up for disability that have visible disabilities, they are more confident because people don't question what they have because you can see it with your eyes. What I have, unless people are close to me, or unless I tell you directly, you won't know because I do everything I can to possibly keep myself from not functioning now. But if you had known me 10 years ago, not even 15 years ago, before I had my son, before I started doing the right things, while I was still in denial about getting help, being out there completely non-lucid, not knowing where I was, being paranoid of just every single thing. And I still deal with paranoia, folks. It's just a lot more manageable than it was before. Because I was literally not eating because I thought I was being poisoned. I need people to understand what this is like. Because so many of you don't. And so... Many of you just assume that you can speak for me without hearing me. And when you bash this policy, you are speaking on my behalf without hearing me say, I need this. So many people with mental health issues could use a policy that gets us funding, that helps us pay for our medication, that gets us a place to rest our head that isn't a jail cell. And how dare people who don't know this life, who don't live this life, ignore that. Who dare accuse families who are powerless right now to help their family members who suffer from mental illness get the help they need. Do you think abuse is just an excuse not to help us at all? There are always going to be people who do wrong. But you can't throw us all away because of the potential for abuse. Anything good has the potential for being abused. The fact that you jump right to this because it's Kamala Harris releasing this plan, for me, is very suspect. I am so tired Especially of purity politics among white people. Your first thought is this warehouses the mentally ill. This is a way for people to be arrested and put away. Without thinking that there are a lot of us that don't have any options at all from when we're non-lucid. 
no options at all to be put somewhere to where we can get our medication, talk to doctors, and maybe get back on the right track? How dare you? I need you to start looking outside your little boxes, outside your white privilege, especially when it comes to this. Not everything can be solved by class warfare. Not everything can be solved by saying, take it to the billionaires. There are millions of Americans, people like me, who are struggling to survive with mental illness. And we need everybody who wants to give us a voice to have a chance to represent us. I don't want to keep rambling on, but I really felt this drop was necessary after the day I had today. It has made me emotional. It has made me shaky. I am so worn out from having to argue the need to help people with mental illness, people like me. But I'm not going to stop because this is important. Even if I didn't have this, this is important. We have to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. We have to help people who are suffering in silence with this. I will accept no less. I am Tanisa Walker, a.k.a. Kalari Gamer Chick. This is my latest Kalari drop before we launch the Kamala cast. Thank you for listening. I will have a transcripted version of this episode for our hearing impaired listeners. Thank you for tuning in.